0: to another episode of M-Class Email. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And on this show, you send us emails, we peruse them, we read yeah. them aloud, and then yeah. we either make fun of you, praise you, answer the question, or meander on a different topic for about 20 minutes. It's really a crapshoot of how that's gonna go. <laughs> it's a roll of the dice, baby, and you're all taking it every time. Man, it's fucking... It, this, this show is basically a train wreck. <laughs> it does have one quarter of the viewership the other show does, so there is that. But we are glad that one quarters of you watch uh, shit, listen to it. That's what yeah, type of show same is. shit. A listen to. What's that first email, Josh? Oh, the first email is from Starfleet Security? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> It says, alert, black market organ trading. Oh, Oh." God. Okay. Be advised that numerous Andorians have gone missing. Oh, shit. Reports are that their antennae are being sold for consumption and or medicinal purposes. Probably aphrodisiac. Remember to report suspicious activity to your supervisor. And then there's a picture of uh, Andorian antennae. They're they uh they're Guan's seafood mushrooms. <laughs> they're seafood mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent natural Andorian antennae. Yeah, from Guans. Thanks, Guans. I mean, and no says, thanks. No thanks. We have to report this. I have to report this says. to my supervisor, which I think is the computer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reporting this. No, thank you, computer. And transmission. Oh, <laughs> stop kissing me, Jeff. Oh, oh. <laughs> Um, that's that's that. really funny image to go with that email. Great for like, a uh, an audio format. <laughs> I like that uh, Starfleet security uh, went to a grocery store and saw these and was like, "Whoa." Oh, these look like antenna from Andorians. (gasps) These are Andorians. I know what this is. (laughs) Our next email is from Philly Cheesesteaks. (laughs) Oh, my God. And it's entitled, Philly Cheesesteaks writes again. Please use the soundboard liberally for this email. Okay, yeah, we definitely have one. Uh, Hello, people who run the Star Trek podcast, M-Class podcast. I apologize for the lighthearted lunacy of my previous emails. Mm -hmm. But every time I attempted to write you an email, an imposter snuck into my house and covered my face with an ether rag. I have consulted with several arbitrators and will seek an arbiter to resolve the matter. This time, I wanted to write in, Oh God, the man with the ether's back! I like how you're writing this email in 1847. <laughs> I'll seek an arbiter. I'll seek an arbiter and an ether rag? What's Kraka asa- Asalamu Lakin, talc brides? Talc brides. Trek boys? And it's been bastardized about 40 times? Oh, is this like a... Grim Gramps thing? Yeah, I think so. G- Grim Gramps or whatever the fuck. My ideal next Star Trek series would be focused on a medical ship. Painted boring. in psychedelic colors? <laughs> Le- less boring. <laughs> like Big Bev's. Damn, where'd you get that medical officer? <laughs> ship in all good things. What is that ship? That's the... uh, uh, what, The what what are USS Big Bad Bev. The O birth <laughs> class with the circle, right? Yeah, is that yeah, what yeah. The sphere. I think so. Yeah, I know my ships and dicks ships that look like dicks. That would definitely make me get out the old money smacking stick and make CBS's mama say, "Boys, strap on your <laughs> ding dong boots. It's time to jam these up some cash butthole factories." Psych. <laughs> Fuck them cronies. I'm a goddamn pirate. Yarr. Yeah, this email is like really hitting home right now. Yeah. <laughs> hitting right in the gut I also hate paying for things anyway <laughs> mostly I write these emails just to listen to you guys stumble over them mainly Josh who ends up having to arbitrate or er, read them <laughs> keep on trick tro trekking with your boys damn where'd you get that spelling trick with your boys Yours, Faith Shatteringly Amazingly, wow. Crep Cramp, Stiz Island, Backward Space Dance, Jet Explosion, Flapjack, Cold Hard Cash loving Lick Track Amps, Pills, Aye! Cheese Pranks. <laughs> you did that really well. Uh, you love me stumbling over them, huh? Fucko. No, you were great. <laughs> you were good. I bet, dude. Couldn't catch me stumbling over that, huh? Fucko. <laughs> You got the IE. That was the. Main I think it was part. supposed to be a like a, but IE was funnier in my head. I, so I went yeah, for that. I like. I like the way you did it. Uh, I like the way you work it. No diggity. About to IE it up. <laughs> uh, you know. I feel like the question in this one is supposed to be, what would your ideal next Star Trek series focus on? There was a question in that? Oh, I don't yeah. think so, but I'm going to add one. <laughs> oh. Uh, f- all right, dude. It's anything from STO. Pick a fucking thing and do it. I would like them to make a series where a crew of a bunch of different types of people, aliens and humans of all different races and sizes. And a puppy dog. And they all... They go on this cool ship. Maybe it's called the Enterprise. Maybe it's not. Sure. And they go out into space and they go to strange new frontiers and they find new <laughs> new. Uh, they follow the prime directive new, and they new yeah civilizations yeah, yeah. New, new races and new civilizations and boldly mm-hmm. go where no one's gone before. And also, there's like morals every episode and. Yeah, Uh, there's like a moral quandary that they have to solve and like they rise above it due to their like, you know, moral fortitude and like everyone tries to do the right thing. And no one just argues and screams at each other constantly or like knocks each other out with (laughs) jujitsu. No one's uh, turning themselves into a human, but they're actually a Klingon somehow. And then there's like a lot of like good humor because it's character based and like you feel like everybody's like a you like every character and they all matter yeah but Jeff is there a cyborg lady on the bridge you mean Frieza (laughs) is super Frieza in it look Frieza can be in it like it could be the same exact fucking cast from Discovery just make it a Star Trek show (laughs) Does Frieza have a storyline now? Is she, like, a thing now? I think Frieza's dead. What? Rip. Did Trunks cut her in half with that (laughs) crystal sword? God, I love Dragon Ball Z humor. (laughs) Completely unironically. Remember when Frieza shows back up and then Trunks is like, Nah, bitch, just cuts the fuck in half? That's cool. Never has a character looked cooler and become less... Cool as time goes <laughs> along, <laughs> they they did Frieza bad, yeah. man. Let's talk about Trunks. Like he shows up as the most badass fucker oh, from the yeah. future, and then he ends up with like long hair, whining about his dad not loving him. Yeah, well, he has to be like <laughs> when he gets with Goten's when they do the fusion dance. He's like, that's a d- yeah, when he's a little, little kid, when he's little, yeah, he gets cooler then because that's true. Goten's is fun as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Gotenks is like Gotenks. A- I love that Gotenks loses because he's showing off way too much and he runs out of time. <laughs> I love that Gotenks is Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what he he's is. angry little Sonic. Yeah. Pissy Sonic. Uh, thanks for the email, Philly Cheese. Aye. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Next email is from Fedco. Hey, Fedco. Fedco says, hey, Jeff. Hey, Josh. Hey. What's up, man? Uh, I've got this place I shop for food at that I like to call the second-hand grocery, because everything there seems to be metaphorically washed up from some place that it failed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, Ollie's. We have an Ollie's. Yeah. I- Ollie's. <laughs> That's what Ollie's is. <laughs> Fell off a truck. <laughs> Dented cans. Manufacturing mistakes. Too close to expir- expiration or just plain unpopular. Yeah, I bought um, uh, Frosted Flakes cereal with Shaq basketball puffs in it. Ooh, that's 20 was- years old. <laughs> it was actually really good. I liked it. Most recently, I picked up a bag of what they call Fun Shape Shrimp Nuggets. Hmm. Did you shit yourself to death after you ate this? I think they're supposed to look like starfish or, sh- or something, but often they end up looking like little people or even sometimes a little sea turtle. If you're lucky. That's a real sea turtle. There's you're no s- way that's not. <laughs> you're eating sea sea turtle. Uh, Desrath deduced that the nuggets were made out of the tiny bit of meat that's still in the tail after they lop off the main body. How does you, he know that? Yo, that's where the shrimp keeps the shit. That's the poop. That's, that's the where poop it's poop. Area. So it's made you're, out of shrimp poop? <laughs> you're eating poop butt, buddy. It's just he, made out of shrimp shit? I like how Deserath says this and then uh, Fedko's like, he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> how does he know? How, how does, does he know? This? I've eaten about half the bag, but I don't think I can get myself to eat the rest. You guys want the other half? Shrimp nuggets, shipping's extra. Yeah. I don't want no. your shit nuggets. Keep, I would keep never do do nuggets to yourself. <laughs> Look, I understand completely the allure of buying from secondhand groceries. I think they're great. I'm not being ironic at all. I oh really, yeah, I think they're great too, dude. There's all kinds of fucking cool shit you can find, and it's kind of like an adventure because you never know it's gonna be there. Uh, but no, I would never even buy anything called fun shaped shrimp nuggets. No, it I'm, would it would take a lot for somebody to convince me to eat something called a shrimp nugget. Probably like nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> you're and in even the fallout then. world, and fun-shaped shrimp nuggets are irradiated, but you're still eating them. Yeah, even then, I probably would just, like, walk toward the mushroom cloud and just get it over with. I'd I'd be eating rad scorpion meat, I guess. <laughs> no, you gotta... Then you gotta get Rad-X, and you gotta... It's, yeah, it's true. The whole thing. Then you become addicted to Rad-X. Yeah, which is like, what kind of shithole... It, this sucks. This place is bad. We should not have done this to yeah, this it, see, it seems like this was a mistake after all, folks. Yeah, I'm going back to the vault. I'm going to drink this. a Sunset Sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only drink in the fucking wasteland that isn't irradiated for some reason. Why not? I don't know. I don't know if it's ever revealed why it's not irradiated. I think it was so bad for you before the bombs dropped, that it just couldn't be made worse by radiation. (laughs) Is that how radiation works? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think it was like there was a vault full of it or something. I forget. Uh, Oh. But uh, sounds good. I guzzled many a Sunset Sarsaparilla in my day. You know my favorite part of that game is walking around looking for those magazines and putting it on that magazine rack. (laughs) That's my favorite part. My favorite part of uh, Fallout New Vegas is playing a dumb character and getting all the special secret dumb responses for all the uh, <laughs> prompts and all the conversations. That's fun. Like, you're, like You have to disarm the, the little boy or whatever in Fallout 3, and they're like, can you do it? And you're like, me no understand, bomb. Try to touch it. <laughs> and you just set it off. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I think um, we got an email about this, so I will wait to talk about it at length when we get to that email. But uh, we did make a mistake making fun of Yakub for eating the non-edible Jello-like sh- slime shit. We made a mistake. That yeah. doesn't sound true. Uh, even though that. nowhere in the email did it say that it wasn't Yakub. <laughs> Uh, it apparently oh. never said that it was, either. It was actually Fedco who ate the <laughs> slime. <laughs> well, he's eaten... Fedco's eaten, like, shrimp nuggets. Like, I don't have any sympathy
1: <laughs> for Fedco.
0: The thing... I just don't know, man. I don't know if I could buy something from Jell-O and it turn out to be inedible and me not be mad at Jell-O for it. You've I, never done this before, fuckers. What are you doing? <laughs> I Yeah, I guess. But, I, you know, man, after the first, like, a... I don't know. I probably... I would like Although, to think I would look to, at the package. According to the other email, it is actually edible. It's why it says on the package that it's edible. It's just not very good. <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's a lot here. We got to talk about that. A That's a lot to unpack. Our next email is from oh. Pizza Mang. Pizza Mang! And uh, it's uh, the title of the email is Whoever reads this, please make up a funny subject line for me And whatever you do, definitely do not read the whole subject line out loud I'd look like a fool (laughs) (laughs) Good thing we didn't do that Uh, We'll just edit that out, don't worry We'll just edit that Right on it Yep. (laughs) Ahoy track, boys I'll be honest, I totally forgot about that other episode of Enterprise, Cogenitor, until Rich reminded me then I remembered why I forgot it. Yeesh, yeah, he's a little bit of a fuck in that one. Yeah, little bit. I th- that's what I thought we were watching, and I, I was th- like, oh no. Yeah, I did too. Last uh, email episode, I think, or last episode yeah. in general, we talked about. I think the next one is going to be rough because it's the triad one, but it's not. Yeah, but then I saw Feasel, and I just straight up calmed. Just came. Anyway. That episode probably should have been on this collection, but that would have kind of killed the mood of it to me, though I'm sure there's probably something worthwhile to take a look at there. Maybe in another collection. At least this one has Phlox's cool wife. Yeah. Well, I don't have much more to say at the moment. I trust you guys to talk gooder than me about smart stuff. Oh God. What with it being 11 p.m. when I write this and all, I best be going to bed in a moment here. So I'll do my usual wrap-up. Would you rather be a trill tummy slug or a non evil shapeshifter? I think I'd rather be a symbiont. It'd be super cool to live all those different experiences. Though being a formless jello unicorn slime in a bucket seems like the most relaxing possible thing ever. <laughs> Symbiote in a shapeshifted trill, maybe? What? Thanks for being cool. Powder Monkey Pizza Man aboard the USS Cannons on a Starship? Pretty cool, I'd say. (laughs) P.S. No friendly P.S. today, gang. You'll just have to learn to love yourself. Kissy face. I don't want to do that. It's so hard. So would you rather be a Trill Tummy Slug or a non-evil Shapeshifter? I guess just a Shapeshifter. A Changeling. You can be evil if you want. Well, am I the Slug? I'm the the slug, right? Yeah, but when you're the slug, it's like um, VR, right? Where like you... It's like VR except you feel everything as well because you're like... So reality. (laughs) No. So it's like reality. Somehow not like reality in a way that I can't explain. (laughs) Well, how do we know that reality isn't VR? All right. Um, this—it's you like know. you're in a big meat puppet that you could you have like so, so reality. <laughs> what you're in a big meat puppet? Yeah, man, I'm a fucking ghost in a meat mech. I'm just a meat mech with a ghost inside of it. I often wonder how that works, right? Because like, as the trill Symbiont, you're experiencing all of the things that the person you're in is experiencing. Yeah. But also you uh, they have access to all the like previous lives memories and feelings and everything. Uh where does the line between who Jed Zia was before the trill came in? That's a great question. The Symbiont and the Symbiont itself end. That's a Wait, really how great much, question. How much control does that symbiont have? I mean you could you could make like a deeply philosophical and somewhat religious argument that we are symbionts, right? Like what is we're the brain slug we're a slug brain yeah like our brain or our consciousness or our soul whatever the fuck word you want to give it like sure that's what we're doing but we just don't remember our other lives Mm. I don't know in a non-bullshitty complicated way which one do you (laughs) want to be (laughs) I think I would be the symbiote because I get to take a mud bath all day up until you get shoved into a tummy yeah well then I'll get to be all up in Gen Z's (laughs) guts literally literally (laughs) like up there like in there yeah like further than anyone's ever been before (laughs) not (laughs) even in a sexual way just fucking straight up surgical surgical I really like that actually (laughs) Surgical. I kind of just want to start saying that instead of surgical. You better be careful or you will, and you'll look like an idiot like yeah. I just did. I'll say it all the time, and then people will be like, what a dumbass. Jeff can't say surgical. It's weird. It's a surgical. It's cooler. <laughs> surgical. Everybody's going to be doing it. <laughs> He's back in surgical form. <laughs> I don't know. They try to make it like seem like Odo is experiencing what it is to be a jacked Jackdaw, but like... He doesn't really know. Uh, he's experiencing. No, he's experiencing. it's bullshit. He's just Odo as a bird. Dumb. Being a bird sounds pretty fucking rad, though. But you have to be a bird on a space station. That sucks. I guess my question is, am I like Odo and I can't shape my face right because I'm stupid? Or am I like the other changelings and I can make do whatever I want? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm like Odo and I gotta look like Odo, no thanks, I'll be the tummy slug. How close do you think they were to naming him Chodo? Oh, man. If you were there, pretty close. Like, I'd be pushing hard for that, and then I would be not asked back for season two. They'd be like, no, nah, his name's Odo, we've decided, no, 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 Chodo, it's way more alien. It's his brother. Are you saying this because it's the word chode? Chode. I don't know what that word means, sir. I've never heard that before. Uh, Brandon Brockett would be like, I've heard of it. (laughs) We know, Brandon. We know. It's what my dick looks like. (laughs) I'm hung like a tuna can. I got a huge chode. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to pick Shapeshifter as long as I don't have to look like Odo. Okay, you got a normal face, or a human-ish face, Yeah, whatever. I can make my face whatever I want. I, get, I can turn into whatever I want. I can be whoever I want. It's probably not great for your self-esteem. It's probably you, really great for your self-esteem. Uh, It's it's like a false thing, right? Like, it's a false sense of security. Like, if you if you have, like, a standard look, like, yeah. I would never look like me again. No. If I could shapeshift, I you'd would be always like Yenne- look you'd be like a like way hotter person. Yeah, you'd be Yennefer, right? You'd just be like, nah, that's what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's like a false security type of thing. Yeah. But, or, uh, or what's his name? Stegabor. You'd be like, I got hands. I got hands, everyone. Don't ask. Don't worry about Stop it. Stop looking at my cool, real hands. They're totally real hands. <laughs> my totally real, giant hands. <laughs> and they're like we weren't even talking about it shut up stop talking about my hand shut up I'm going bye I'm I'm leaving I'm opening the door with my real hand and then he trips over his shoelaces and drops his cafeteria tray everywhere oh no and his hands disappear oh Oh, no this is real gross for everyone looking and then (laughs) and then one of the mages barfs (laughs)
1: because he doesn't have hands
0: uh, it's rainbow because they're a mage (laughs) fucking cool um i don't know the idea of being a symbiote and being able to like live all those cool different lives is pretty fucking dope it is cool i would i you know I, let's on try the other hand, on the other hand like if you're a changeling right yeah you live At a, a s- long time you live for like thousands of years or whatever you can just change your the way you look and go have a different life Yeah, you can just have boobs tomorrow. Just like got boobs today. You could be like, "Well, I figured what it's like being like a male. I'm gonna check out what it's like being a female." Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, But I don't know. Like you said, as a shapeshifter, you're just like mimicking those experiences. It's sort of just like a different way of experiencing a similar thing, I guess. Like kind of like, um, uh, like playing Nintendo and then playing Sega. One of them is yeah. clearly better <laughs> yeah one of them is clearly better, you're correct <laughs> not and, saying which one and history will prove which one it is. <laughs> history will not look kindly upon the one that it is not better. Um, so I think I'm gonna be a as as like wild as it is that I came to this conclusion when at the beginning I was like, "Ugh, why would I want to be a slug? Yeah, uh, I think I would be the trill tummy slug. Yeah, man, it's pretty, it's kind of neat.
1: Although, like,
0: I guess it really does depend on how much of the experiences I experience firsthand. Because it is a melding of minds, right? Like, you become one being, one mind. I mean, I really can't speak to it. I don't really know, you know? That's true. I guess no one does, really, because it's a fucking TV show. Maybe it's (laughs) kind of, yeah, but maybe it is kind of, like, being, like, enlightened, right? Where you kind of sure. can look at yourself from, like, a different point of view. I don't the, really know. The thing I would I be know. afraid of, right, signing up to be a Trill Tummy Slug. <laughs> is, is You that, wouldn't be able to have, have sex with me, then. Well, I'd figure it out. <laughs> like you get, I you get put of into the... Jed Zia Dax, right? And yeah. And then you just, like, watch out her eyes, and that's it. I don't think it works like that. I I don't like. I don't think so either. But that's like the worst case scenario I can think of. That you just like you just like see what they see, and you have absolutely no control over it forever. It's like your stomach, though. Think about it. Yeah, my stomach doesn't have any. My stomach has plenty of control over me. Thank you very much. It'll tell you when it doesn't like something for sure. (laughs) It sure does. Yeah, yeah, I had a little bit of that. I think I don't know. Maybe I had COVID. Who Mm. knows? It's hard to tell. Who knows, man. Did you get your your government-sponsored test? No. No, because they don't think I live at an address. Uh Uh-oh. They don't think I live at a residence. They think I live at a... Uh, uh, com- commercial area but you, a, you a, live above a store like a lot of people do apparently nobody has ever lived above a store before that's very strange a lot of people live above stores I sent the post office a thing and I said I assure you I live in an apartment and they haven't responded to me that's wild they send me my mail they get I get my yeah, fucking. The mail, mail makes it there, huh? The bills yeah. fucking make it there. Yeah, but. the bills make it there, but not the no no. Uh, anyway, what's, what's what's that next email, Josh? Thanks for the uh, email, Fedco. That's a good one. Uh, this one's from Curicle. Uh, Sent at four oh four a.m. I'm saying that because they say this. Yes. Uh, the subject is the only JJ I want near my trek is Jeff and Josh. Aww. That's sweet. That's a sweet thing. That's a shirt. Shirt it. <laughs> hey there, <laughs> Trek Boys. I came to the realization that you guys fill a trek void that I've had for well over half my life now. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> My sense of time used to be anchored by TV schedules and shows like Trek that I would enjoy anticipating. hmm Yep. I disconnected from cable in 2003. Wow, that's early. That is, a, that is an early... What's the opposite of adopter? Early dis... Uh, early, early abandoner? Abandoner, <laughs> <laughs> abandoner yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, and only have watched new things long after they've left popular consciousness. Oh, me too yeah to me Trek was really something I thought had truly died. Uh, even more so when I learned that JJ Abrahamster <laughs> was on <heading> him. The, <laughs> nice was heading the uh, des- desecration of its corpse. Wow. Wow, that's I, a really good way to put it. I still haven't seen any Trek beyond Enterprise, so maybe it did. Uh now I have that weekly anticipation again. Thanks to M Class and Continue. Wednesdays went from being a burden to one of the best damn days of the week. You heard it here first, folks. Damn M Class and Continue brightening lives the world over. Josh, put in a guitar solo. <laughs> Great work, Josh. <laughs> That was a good one. Sounded very familiar voice-wise, but it was good. <laughs> Weird where I found that. Uh, <laughs> thank you both for sharing yourselves, your art, humor, and audiovisual production skills. Trek long, trek hard, Curicle send at 4 a.m. because I don't sleep. Because <laughs> sleep is the cousin of death. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> thank you for that stunningly sweet email. That was really good. Um, I don't know what I, to say. I always look forward to Wednesdays and posting up M class and getting no reaction. It's really. I don't. <laughs> I don't look forward to Wednesdays because I have to do work. That's true. That's <laughs> like today, true. I have to go do. I have to put the episode up, which sounds like it's simple enough, but. Eh. Everybody, I think we need to pause the podcast for a moment. Okay. Uh, we we have a uh, stunning. News report coming in uh, from uh, Kevin Cole out in the field. <laughs> what? Uh, Kevin Cole tweets, Grandpa tweet, but the weather's nice in Boston today. Holy Felt like that shit. needed to be shared on the program. <laughs> Holy shit. Weather's nice in Boston today, folks. Well, that's good to know. good? Uh, let me jump into this next email. Now, thank you, Curicle. That was so sweet. <laughs> that's so good (laughs) I don't know I just saw that like extremely normal tweet from Kevin and I felt the need to share
1: (sighs) our next email
0: comes from Rich Masters are we skipping that one? and I think we should skip that one move it to the top switch it with Vita's in I don't think I can move these well just remember (laughs) yeah um wait right yeah no. Um, no. The way this is going to have to work is that you read the next email again. Okay, I'll read Yacoub. Yes. Okay, I'm reading the next one. It's from Yacoub. And it says, a letter from my people. <laughs> Which, when I first read that, was I thought, like, a letter... F- this is a letter from my people to you. Like, yes. my, the humans to you. But it's uh, not. Okay. <laughs> This is the okay, this is in response to the horrid defamation that occurred on M Class Emails episode 106. Wow. My client, Mr. Yacoub, is not the one who consumed Jell-O Play Unicorn Slime. Cease and desist all ridicule of my client in perpetuity. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. You have to specify about the Jell-O play unicorn slime Uh, We're We're legally not allowed to ridicule Yacoub ever again. (laughs) 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 He says, just kidding, it's me, Yacoub. I love you guys. I wouldn't sue. (laughs) That sounds like somebody who would sue. I I appreciate the sentiment that you would never sue us. (laughs) Thank God. For real, though, pay one dollar, put as one and then the dollar sign. On Patreon, they don't got dollars over there. <laughs> they got their own thing. They got, they got their own thing going on. Uh, on Patreon, and go to the Discord to watch the video of the slime. It's pinned in the food channel. Well, so yeah. it is food then. Okay. Yeah, as, as we learned, uh, Fedco was the one who ate it. It did say that it was perfectly edible on the side. And through, through continued research, it turns out that... Uh, it is edible. The kids are supposed to eat it after they're done playing with it, but it's uh, extremely gross. That's horrible. Disgu- that is fucking disgusting. <laughs> that um, is nasty. Like little kid hands. Oh, uh, uh, but. we also learned that Fedco eats uh, shrimp butts. So, doo doo shrimp butts. Doo <laughs> doo shrimp butts. Uh, on a personal note, when I was a kid, my grandma, who was working in Chicago sent us care packages with toys and food. Among others, she would send cinnamon and apple oatmeal. Yummy. That's Hershey's, good shit. Hershey's chocolate syrup, delicious, and jello in many flavors. Uh, the oatmeal is something I vividly remember being really tasty, but I don't know what brand it was. Probably Quaker, Quaker did oatmeal. It, did it have uh, a slightly disturbing man in a buckled hat on it? <laughs> yeah, did it look like he was going to, like puritanical your ass <laughs> yo oatmeal is one of those foods yeah. that is supremely underrated yo um i also have a vivid memory of eating oatmeal packets when i was a kid and it takes me back to a comforting place yeah. in my brain it's very uh, good like cinnamon and apple oatmeal so good. I'm a maple brown sugar boy. Yeah, maple brown sugar is damn good too. Also, like the blueberry one. Yeah. Oh man. I had coconut one the other day. Pretty good. You know. I know you I, hate coconut. I maintain that I hate coconut, but again, the Samoas, yo, are my favorite cookie, and they're covered in that shit. So. I used to hate coconut, and now I love it. I fucking love it. Well, maybe my taste buds have finally matured. It's not like I still get Gushers all the time or anything. <laughs> Wait, do you? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. Gushers are great. They would not last but a day in my house. Uh, they don't last but several hours in my house. I, <laughs> I used to buy Shark Bites for the office at GamerVision, and i have to stash extra boxes around so people I, wouldn't I buy, eat them all. I buy the little box that has, like, six... Uh, Gusher packets in it. Yeah, and I will just sit and eat them one after another. It's terrible for me. Uh, yeah, I've been we've been talking about Girl Scout cookies for weeks now. I I'm I'm eating them like nonstop. It's, uh, it's I still have not got my Girl Scout cookies. I'm going through the peanut butters like fucking hitting so them good. hard. So yeah. good. Both of them are great. the The chocolate covered ones are better, but the other ones yeah. also very good. How do those little gremlins do it? (laughs) (laughs) How do those little cookie tree elves do it? Did you know? No. John Luricette, fun fact of the week. Oh, my. Since this is technically a different week that this is coming out. That's true. uh, The same factory that produces Keebler elf cookies produces all of the um, Girl Scout cookies. Well, now I know. Because there are several Keebler cookies that are just the Girl Scout cookies under a different name. Yeah, like the Shortbreads. I know Mm -hmm. that the the Shortbreads are whatever they're called for the elves. They have the peanut butter ones in Keebler elf stuff, too. I don't like to support, like, tree-dwelling elves because they're Mm. uh, mischievous and evil. A a true racist, (laughs) Uh, then. You're being a little racy, Josh. Look, (laughs) look. Uh, you gotta be this this tall to ride the Josh ride. Damn. <laughs> Damn everybody. You heard it Damn. here first. Josh, Racy? Racy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a picture of the of the jello thing here. Again, it doesn't really help us. Oh man. Jello is not your average plaything. Okay. Yeah, cause it's fucking supposed to be food. There are no rules to what you can make here. No lines to color in, no edges to fit perfectly together. This is fucking anarchy. Whatever you imagine can be brought to life with jello. We want to encourage parents and children to get their creativity out of their heads onto their plate and then into their mouths. Look, I'm not eating any of this shit after a kid's had their hands on it. There's I wouldn't no even chance. I wouldn't even let my kid eat it. If no. they've, t- I'd be like, no, your your hands. I know you touch your butt every two seconds. Wash your hands in- intensely every couple seconds, and then you can eat it. <laughs> little kids' hands are just butthole sewers. They're just constantly touching themselves. They're just that gross. sounds like a great uh, name for a band. Butthole sewers. We might get sued. Yeah, it's a little too close. A little too close. Um, once you finish out that email. Uh, playing yours, yours. Pay, pay, uh, okay, let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> yours, paying lawyer fees, plaintiff Yakub. I'll see you in USS in court. I'll see your USS in court. Wow, your okay. USS in court. That's pretty fucking clever. I got actually. it. Actually, for someone English being their second language, yeah, that's not clever bad. as fuck. Not bad. It would also be clever if English was your first language, but true. I'm, I'm especially impressed. <laughs> Our next email is from David S., who oh, shit. Uh, we worked this out so that I would be able to read it, but it's not in a, in a silly voice and it's not big. <laughs> what if you just read it in the voice anyway? That's his voice now. It's entitled Anniversary. Okay. And it begins, howdy boys. <laughs> there he is. It's February 9th, so I'm about to go celebrate eight years together with my real, not-in-character girlfriend, Alexis. Nice. I'm such a lucky man to have this kind of fulfilling love in my life. What's the best anniversary surprise or gift you've ever gotten? Full of love, David S., sent from Yahoo Mail on Android. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like unlovable (laughs) uh we got some auto responses here that maybe you could use oh okay uh i'm gonna say you're you are so sweet thank you i sent that send it there we go i love auto responses like i can't be asked to respond to you with a normal human voice i'm gonna let a computer decide what i say people hate email and i don't blame them email sucks I don't mind email, because usually when I get an email, there's money attached to it. Yeah, you have like a positive Pavlovian response. I, I do. Have a, I have nothing but a negative Pavlovian response with an email. What is, what is the best anniversary surprise or gift you've ever gotten? Well, um, on our anniversary, the first time this happened, and it's happened many times since, but on our anniversary, I forget which one, Crystal made steak and sushi. What? And it was the greatest day of my life. Did you remarry her at that point? Of course. (laughs) That's how it works. I don't know. Like, butt sex? (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That might be it. I don't know. Was that that on an anniversary? I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember any of my anniversaries that well, to be honest with you. Aside from just, like, full-blown fucking. I don't know. I don't get... I don't... We don't... Never did, like, presents or anything. Like Crystal kinda. did this great thing for every holiday where you had to give a gift. Yeah. Where she gave me a certain amount of money towards a Saber Forge lightsaber. Yeah! And eventually I made enough, and I sent away for it. And uh, that was the last lifetime, and then I reincarnated into Jeff. <laughs> And I'm still waiting for it, yo, they take forever I don't yeah. know why i don't I don't really know. don't know why it's not like they're custom made or anything like they're they're following a template like I guess they gotta print it they gotta like yeah. whatever they they uh they have it. to like piece it together using the pieces they've made, and like i I get that makes that's a long time, but man, I ordered that November first. Oh, you're not even waiting that long, October 16th. Then. No, dude. I... Dude. The Saber game? Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you about the Saber game. <laughs> uh, it, from the beginning, when it was, like, uh, parts. It's been... It's been uh, I think it's been five months since I ordered it. That's... And I'm used to yeah. getting something that I order usually within uh, six to seven days. So... It's been a long time. Lightsabers take forever. They always have. I don't know why. Every time I've ever ordered one, it has taken forever from different companies. Ever since the early 2000s, it's just been... It takes forever. I don't know. Let me do some mathematics here. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> uh, I remember it said 15 weeks. Yeah, that's... Oh, God. Seven what are, days. What are months? Four weeks? Oh, my God. It's like... Four months? Four months, like a little less than four months? It's been it's five 105 months. days. Yeah. Which should have been three and a half months. But it's been five. Um, it may have been longer than that. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been five and it should have been three and a half, I think. I figured this out before and got really mad and then was like, that can't be right. I need to put that out of my head. <laughs> well, they always take a long time. It's not unnatural. Yeah. Also, not like, COVID, like... Yeah, no, they I were not I understand really exactly why it's taking so long, but I'm so unbelievably antsy to get it, and I oh, have yeah. been for five months, so. No, for sure. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's stupid how much you want it, I know. It's, they're cool. But it's, uh... That was incredibly cool. That was a That's great dope. idea. You should marry her. I should... <laughs> I'll think about it. That's good. Good enough for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> David S. has been together with his girlfriend for eight years. That's cool. That's pretty fucking cool. His girlfriend Alexis. Shout Alexis, out to Alexis. Alexis Texas. <laughs> a very famous girlfriend to have. <laughs> I'm assuming her last name is Alexis Texas because David S. is a cowboy. Um, so let's see. If I look up Alexis, Texas. On Who the do you internet, think you're gonna, what, what do you think, think you're find? gonna get? What mm, are you gonna get? An, 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 a businesswoman, it seems. An entrepreneur. Uh, one of the most popular performers Ooh, in her what, art. What is she, like a juggler? She's, uh, she's juggled some things <laughs> in her day. <laughs> She's uh, oh, shit. She's on a lot of different websites here, is what I'm noticing. That's very, good. De- very decentralized. That's It's good though. It's good. Hmm. Maybe I should look this up just to see what you're seeing. Yeah, Texas, you should probably look this up. I think Texas. Let's what go, if go to, go to I- images. Let's go to images yeah, for go no go reason. Oh, let's just see oh what's on. Oh yeah. Oh, a lot of good angles on this one. I like this one with the American flag thong. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Also, Patriots? Get out of here. <laughs> Here's one with the Broncos? Oh, she looks pretty not okay in that one. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I will point out that she's uh, a, a, a white lady. Yeah. Born into a fairly affluent neighborhood whose uh, Instagram handle is apparently White Girl Politicking. Yeah, so, uh, maybe don't look up any of her views or opinions. Or I I believe she um, doesn't do the scenes with certain folks. Uh, she's uh, she's apparently some sort of a politician or a political talking head. Yeah, that makes perfect sense in twenty twenty two. What's that next email? Oh, my next again? Yeah. Oh God, is it Vita Zen? Yes. Okay, this one is from Vita Zen. <laughs> the hero of podcasting. Starts fast and gets progressively slower. Okay. Trick with ya boys. End of the road starts playing. We definitely can't get the rights to that. No, but that's dope, though. What the? Okay, oh, pshh. I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah, the sound that Jeff made last episode. I don't remember. <laughs> I, lo- I love these notes, Father. Damn, son, where'd you find that many supportive, kind, compassionate, and upstanding people who lift you up day in and day out, <laughs> son? Uh, is he? How does the son talk over at patreoncom M Class Podcast. For a little as a dollar, you can join them too, Father. Nice, <laughs> damn son. Where'd you find that long sentence? Wow, Jeff, you still having a blast playing Arceus? I don't know what that is. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Me too. <laughs> who's a staple? Oh, who's a staple in your team so far? I'm reading this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the staple on your team? My team, I um, I got a Torterra, which for Josh is a giant fucking turtle that has a tree on its back. Oh, like the myth turtle yeah, tree myth. And it's a big ass cool snapping turtle. He's it's my like favorite. a favorite. It's like a Squirtle. He's cute too, even though he's a big mean guy. Big mean guys can be cute. Fucker! Aw, oh, uh, so my- cute. <laughs> Mine has been an alpha tang growth. I named Big Betty. Big Betty, <laughs> I don't know what any of this shit is because I don't know any of this. Yeah, a tang growth is like cousin it, where it's like it's, covered in like it's covered in vines instead of hair, so you can't tell what it is, and it's just oh, got little feet. Like it, um, vi- vi- what's the one tang tangella Tangela. Yeah, I always the, said tangella. Tangela. Tangela evolves involves into Tang growth. Oh. I I I call it Tangela because I knew an Angela. Tangela? <laughs> T- to angela She was Vulcan. <laughs> to angela <laughs> She's Vulcan. I thought ja- it was because of Frank Langella. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh. That's a classic reference that there's, the kids will love. There's a lot yeah, going on. Uh, also, I've got a electivire that's like 30 feet tall. What's with you and giant Pokemon? Uh, They're in the game. They're called Alpha Pokemon, and they're like Mm. uh, 30 or 40 levels stronger than everything around them. And for the most part of the game, you avoid them or they kill you. They kill uh, a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They do attack you specifically, too. They don't wait for you to get your Pokemon out. They attack you. I don't like that. The... uh, eventually you get strong enough you can catch him and your team is just made out of these giant fucking ridiculously powerful brutes. Jesus. Like, Electivire is like literally probably 30 feet tall. He's m- unbelievably massive. I mean, my dick is literally 30 feet tall. Uh, TRGW. It's unbelievably massive. It I definitely don't believe it. You're right. <laughs> Josh! Hi. You better believe these lips are going to be puckered up so good for next time I see you. Oh, hell yeah. I'm getting kissed, Uh, bud. You're getting smooches? I had to talk about nerd (laughs) shit and you're getting smooches? Just like high school all over again. It is just like (laughs) high school. Indeed. Uh, Anyway, I was curious, fellas. Have you had the chance to watch Star Trek Prodigy at all yet? No, but... We now were, we have, we've we paid to fucking watch it, so we may as well. We were forced to buy Paramount, so now we can. Paramount took my shirt down and held a gun up to me. It was like, <laughs> buy our service. Damn, I was there. It was crazy. It has popped up on my radar lately, and I've been seeing good reviews for its overall characterization and true-to-trek storytelling of morality and determination for the greater good. That's because Chad works on it. That's true. I would trust Chad. And there's a Killcat in it. I'm just gonna keep saying that till it's true. It, is it not true already? No, it's true. It's sort of true. Well, I don't want to be like it's killcat because then I could like, it, you know, they it's it's, as Chad says, has quote big Killcat energy, ah. which I think is his uh, non disclosure way of saying it's inspired by, which is sweet. Which is nice. It's a very cute, sweet thing but i'm excited to watch it and i'm kind of excited for lower decks even though i don't really particularly care about it but yeah i mean like the i got to admit the only reason that i'm excited for lower decks is because of how so many people that i trust the opinions of have yeah. been praising it yeah like i there's part of me that's just like i can't see how this is good like it's it looks yeah. like Rick and Morty, every clip I've seen of it has big ass Rick and Morty energy and I don't like Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I do like Rick and Morty, but I feel that way also because it's like, well, it's already there's Rick and Morty, like I don't like Yeah, and why, I mean why does Star Trek The people meet? I trust I I trust for a reason. And so that's why I'm going to give it a shot and I I hope to be proven completely wrong like the dumb bastard I am. Wow, that was really... raw. You should be nicer to Jeff. Jeff sucks. I know this is... (laughs) Host guy? (laughs) Oh, host guy. He's no laughing guy, I guess. He's no laughing guy. (laughs) Then he laughs. When it comes to revitalizing the franchise (laughs) that stays true to the heart of Star Trek, do you think its future might be in a medium such as animation? No. Sure. I, I... I only if if they do like a Clone Wars thing, but I don't, I don't know. I think, um, animation might be a pretty good route because there are so many of these stories that, um, this, this new generation of writers would like kill to be able to do like a TNG story or like take one of those characters when they're in their prime and tell a little side story about them. Mm -hmm. And that's perfectly doable in animation. Like, yeah. Riker shows up almost at his prime in Lower Decks. You couldn't really do that in live action. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. and I, that Unless is you Luke point. him. Yeah, you could do that now. <laughs> Although, I don't think Star Trek is ever going to have the budget of they're Disney. Not, they're not throwing that Luke <laughs> deepfake money at Star Trek. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's, like, a fun side thing or whatever. But, like, animation is also sort of unlimited by budget when it comes to like inc- inclusion of aliens. Yeah. And, you could, like gross. action still costs more money than like regular animation. What? But, but um it's it's like sort of untethered in a way that Star Trek the show kind of wishes it could be at certain times with like you can show whatever fantastic fucking alien you want. Yeah. in animation and it fits into the world perfectly because it's all animation. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Uh, I'm not taking back what I said though. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. You could be wrong. <laughs> We're allowed to disagree on things. That's no, I, 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 think that's. I, I just wish like I, I, that would be awesome, and I would be totally all for that. Like I, I would love there to be like an animated Star Trek that like was good. That'd be really cool. And <laughs> apparently, Prodigy's good, but. I don't know. Like The only I, one I've seen ain't so great. Yeah. It's called Star Trek, the animated series. <laughs> I mean, nothing is better than that one. There's a fucking Satan in it. There's a Quetzalcoatl. There's a Satan. All kinds of coddles. There's a giant Spock. <laughs> there's Spock as a baby with his cat tiger. With his Scooby-Doo. What was the thing's name? Salot. got it. Salot. yeah. Good memory. Do you think it may come back to the live action iteration soon as well and there might be a quote renaissance of Trek so to speak around the corner? No. <laughs> <Sure>. I'm I, <laughs> I'm very uh negative on this one, I think. Uh I guess I'm of the opinion that anything's possible. Sure. Uh, do I, do I think the renaissance of Trek to where I guess that is entirely dependent upon how strange new worlds does, right? Like that's the one that's supposed to be taking the like old school, like TNG style, like Mm. stab at star Trek. If it's more of the JJ Abrams nonsense, then probably no, the renaissance ain't coming anytime soon. I think we're comparing star Trek, again, like, always happens to Star Wars because everyone is seeing after the sequels and how, uh whatever they were, uh, and then Filoni and Favreau come in and kind of, like, save the day with Star Wars, right? With Mando and all this stuff. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely got to be a point where, um, and I imagine it has to happen soon because, I mean the The big push for discovery and Picard when they came back were like massive, right? Like yeah you couldn't you couldn't like walk down a hallway without tripping over an advertisement for that shit. And that has quieted. As time has gone on. Because they're like, not very good, and nobody like, really likes them? <laughs> I, I think at a certain point, Paramount and CBS have to realize that this isn't going to be the cash cow that they think it is. It's not going to compete with Star Wars. It's not going to compete yeah. with um, big-name science fiction, like, shooty-go-bang-bang bang stuff. And they're going to lose interest Yeah, they're gonna get in tired marketing of it. that way. Yeah. And then I think... Um, they'll be a little more hands-off with it when mm-hmm. it's starting to fade more into obscurity and they're getting closer to just being like, you know, just stop giving it money. Uh, I think that's when we'll genuinely see even Discovery probably start to get better writing and more Star Trek as it goes. I think my, my concern with that, and that's a... That's a very ho- valid and hopeful way of thinking about it. That's but, a, I, I put some big ifs in front of that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 for me, it's who, who's going to be doing the show running. Like, Star Wars was lucky that it had uh, a wonder child in Dave Filoni and somebody like John Favreau who's been like hitting home runs left and right with Marvel mm-hmm. to like zap up and 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 take over. Who's doing that with Star Trek? Like, who the fuck is in charge? There's a a sinking ship mentality happening with modern Star Trek where uh, whether the fans will accept it or not, like, the people behind the scenes feel like they're not getting to do what they want to do. Yeah. Whether that's um, make good Star Trek, like some of the writers may feel, or make uh, absolutely terrible Star Wars fan fiction like uh, Kurtzman wants to do. Yeah. They're not exactly being able to do what they want to do. And that dissatisfaction is causing them to leave one after another. Yeah, so whenever a showrunner, there's a different showrunner on every half season of Discovery. Yeah, whenever you read shit about writers and showrunners leaving a show like that, it's it's bad. It's never good. <laughs> no. It's always bad. I mean, you have to breach contract in order yeah. to do that, and that like is gonna put you on bad standing with the studio at that point. You yeah, know? that that means you're you're so sick of it that you don't care what happens to your money. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, someone like Kurtzman doesn't really have to worry about money. I guess. But... I don't know. Is that why he's got such bad taste? Because he's rich. Could be. I just. Um do I think that there might be a renaissance of Trek, so to speak, around the corner? May, could be, question mark? I think that's the most do I hopeful think that's, you're going to get, yeah. Do, do I think that's, like, a realistic yeah. expectation? Probably not. like, I would love for that to happen, um, but I do think that there is enough of an audience right now who are into this type of new track that doesn't really share a whole lot in common with what star Trek was. Yeah. That, um, they're going to continue making it because that audience is big enough and to make them a profit from it. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that the, the longer it goes on, the more costly it's going to be to produce and the less and less paramount and CBS are going to want to continue it. If that audience doesn't grow. Yeah. So really at the end of the day the only thing I can say is if you're listening to this and you want Star Trek to change you should probably not watch it. You should it. probably not be like be like us and buy Paramount Plus. Yeah, but who else are we going to We're doing a public <sighs> service. If yeah. you want to support our public service, go to Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that way you don't have to buy Paramount Plus because who the yeah. fuck wants to? No, I mean, not me. <laughs> as as long as you're not supporting the show, then I think you're fine. But like it's hard in a streaming service for that metric to really come to the surface. Right, it all gets flooded together. But but I, I I will say this, though. I was thinking about this last night when we both were, like, pouting about it. Uh, yeah. Who, who the fuck is getting Paramount Plus? Like, I would say it's for, like, elderly people, but they don't stream shit. They don't use streaming no, services. No, not really. I'll tell you the people who get Paramount Plus are Star Trek fans. But, like, there's not that many Star Trek fans who are getting Paramount Plus for Star Trek, right? I mean, there can't be. Well, like, Discovery found itself a pretty sizable audience to begin with. It was, was, in their mind, a renaissance for Star Trek. Star Trek was finally back, and it's more popular than ever. Whether I think that's still holding true or not, like, um, I don't know. I don't hear about it anywhere near as much as I used to. And the things I do see about it online used to be almost entirely glowing. Yeah. And uh, now it's mostly people... Being somewhat dismissive of it. Or at best being like, oh, you know, I like it. It's interesting because you can tell, like, with Star Wars, like, how it remains in popular culture, like, almost daily. Especially, like, today. It's Wednesday, right? So, Book of Boba Fett finale came out today. Like, I'm going to see a ton of shit about it. I'm not oh, going to yeah. see fucking fuck all about Picard when it when it comes out again. Well, the thing is like our M class account follows several like Star Trek fan sites. We follow like a few like big fans of Star yeah. Trek that tweet about it all the time and like they're not tweeting about the new episodes of Discovery that come out. Yeah, I know. And man. they're the ones that were like obsessive with it. So I'm not sure what happened. I don't know. I I get the feeling that um, Star Trek's in it for another bad run here. I don't know. I I hope not. I I don't know, but I don't know, man. Don't uh, don't have JJ Abrams run your franchise. <laughs> That's all I am what, saying. What, are we on season four of Discovery? Now? I think so. I think I think it is. Because uh, my big hope was like the first two seasons of TNG are pretty bad. Right, that um the third season, probably about halfway through the third season, is when episodes start to get like insanely good, yeah, and uh, there was always that little inkling in the back of my head, well, maybe like discovery will finally settle down and get better, and I don't know, I haven't watched it since I watched about three fourths of season two, and I couldn't handle it anymore. I quit at, like, end of season one. I was like, I can't do Season this. two started off much better than season one. And, again, that was entirely Captain Pike. Anson Mount is Captain Pike. Yeah. And um, there was a bit more of a lighthearted, adventurous kind of thing, just because his character really lent that to the story. And it was even, like, a morality tale. They found a bunch of humans that had been transplanted to this planet in the middle of nowhere, and they were like an agrarian society. Mobster planet? I wish. (laughs) Were they growing pizzas? They're like an agrarian society. Like, do you interfere or not? Is it against the prime directive to return them to Earth? Is it even a good idea to return them to Earth when they're so far behind societally? Yeah, that's cool. And uh, then it became about uh, time travel and the the big fucking myst- mystery box, JJ Abrams' mystery box, uh, <sighs> and yelling, being angry at Spock because he was a bad brother. Why don't you shove your mystery box up your ass and write a fucking story? Um, I don't, I, 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 I couldn't don't. finish it. I, I foresaw what was going to happen, and it turned out later I was right. I just couldn't finish it. <laughs> This is so depressing. This is why we don't get asked to talk about this. <laughs> it's very true. It's very we're true. Like so depressed about it's it. It's like listening to two fucking bums on the street talking about when they used to be. Listening to your uncle and your pop pop talk about fucking what their golden era of, of playing football or whatever, right? Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know. Do I think that there will be a renaissance of Trek in the future? Maybe. I'd love that. Uh, Vitizen says, I'm curious of your thoughts. As always, thank you, handsome boys. P.S. Josh, I was also on another planet at the conversation at the time, so don't feel bad. But you remember it. That's what kills me. Thank God for those (laughs) recliner chairs. Oh, yeah. Those chairs were comfortable, though. Love you both, Vitizen Lieutenant Visor Advisor aboard the SS... To the end of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Good song. Uh, Hopefully that's not enough to get us shut down. Uh, Paramount doesn't own that song. (laughs) It's been an hour and four minutes, and it's about to be another half hour. Yay! (laughs) Because it's time for Rich Masterpiece Theater. (laughs) Hello, it's me, Rich Masters. (laughs) It's me, Rich Masters. Yes, it's me, Richie Masters. Enterprise, season five, episode two: A Stirring of Wings. Nice. Howdy, T-Rex boys. Damn. Hoping this fi- this story finds you well in this horror show we call life. Yeah. And hoping this story brings you a monocle of joy. This podcast continues to give me. Woo. All right, story time. You know what to do. I don't know. A Romulan child bounds in from school, dumps his school bag at the foot of the stairs, and calls for his mother, "Ma'am!" Yeah. <laughs> After no response, he runs out into the garden, shouting. This is one hundred percent kid behavior. I was by the way. just gonna say this is <laughs> this is hitting a little too close to home for Rich, I think. Marissa Jerock. Oh, I know that meditation. name. Do you, Admiral Jarrock. Oh sits meditating in an immaculate zen garden with patterned sand and Romulan carp ponds. Marissa hushes the child and tells him that he shouldn't bound around like some out-of-control Klingon, <laughs> then asks what the topic was today at school. He explains that they were debating. Of course they were. They weren't just learning. They're Romulan. Damn! The Romulan emancipation from Surak the Deceiver. What?! Uh-oh. <laughs> this... Uh-oh. <laughs> And what was the consensus, she asks? That the historians oversimplified accounts. It wasn't as obvious as Vulcan's bad, Romulan's good, that we were as responsible for the conflict and the escalation as the logicians were. I love this. Out of the mouths of babes, Admiral Valdor sneers sarcastically as he stands in the door to the house. He's huge, an intimidating mountain of a man. The child goes to his mother's side instinctively, but Marissa doesn't want to coddle his fear and pushes him towards Valdor and into the house. Go get ready for dinner, Rivas. (laughs) As he passes Valdor, the Admiral roughly grabs the child's arm. Do you love your mother, Rivas? Oh, God. The boy nods, afraid. The Vulcans wanted to take everything from us. Our sorrow, our joy, our hate, our loves... If the Vulcans had their way, you would be an unfeeling, unthinking robot. Never forget that. This dude's walking propaganda! And the kid was like, a robot? Cool! Fuck, I get to have laser eyes? He lets the boy leave and joins the woman, unthinkingly destroying the patterns in her sand as he plows through the garden. Mm. She's annoyed, but doesn't give him the satisfaction. My door is always open, Valdor. To my constituents. What do you want? Uh Uh-oh. Valdor has an E at the end. Do you think it's Valdore? No, I would say Valdor. Valdore sounds like a dope-ass, like, Mexican masked wrestler. <laughs> Valdore draws, oh, Valdor draws <laughs> to his full height. Your support. The senator hearing my proposal today to reopen the shipyards at Fugal 3. Uh-oh. I have no interest in fueling your obsolete military machine, Valdor. The disarmament happened for a reason. Our empire's stable. Our people and those under our protection are happy. Why do we need your weapons for? Because we're going to go fight Captain Archer. Valdor can barely contain his anger. The Vulcans are gaining allies. The Tellarites, the Andorians, these humans. Nice. (laughs) They're building an empire of their own, Marissa. Any friend of the Vulcans is an enemy of the Romulans. Marissa laughs, stoking his anger further. And why does that matter? Let them. We're at peace, Valdor. This is exactly why we need to protect what we have, lest it is wrestled from us. Oh, man, this sounds super familiar. I won't support your fear-mongering, Valdor. Now get out. Oh, she's gonna get assassinated. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Valdor leaves seething. This sounds like something that happened near the time that Enterprise came out. Yeah. <laughs> Valdor arrives at his office, sits at his desk, and turns on a communicator. Light fills the room, and a voice declares, Is it done? The wheels are still in motion, but don't worry. We will rebuild our fleet, and woe betide this alliance that they wish to test us. Ugh. Valdor's eyes narrow. With all this information you've given me, this direction, it should take no time at all. The mysterious figure who is directing the Sulaban <gasps> during the temporal Cold War steps forward. Time, Admiral, is one thing we should all take seriously. It's the thing! The, from... Marvel? It's the... Th- the Fantastic th- Four? It's the Shadow Boy! The Shadow Man! Shadow Man title A Stirring of Wings Jonathan Archer is on board a shuttle with Malcolm Reed Hoshi Sato and a cardboard cutout um uh, no wait that's just a piece of, that's not a piece of cardboard that's Travis Mayweather wow fuck how about taking pot shots in your script Jesus they're making the short trip down to earth from space dock a journey Travis will find easy to make without being given any lines whatsoever <laughs> like 90% of his appearances Holy in Star Trek fuck Upon reaching San Francisco, they disembark. You sure you want to do this? I could pull some strings. Reed Fidgets, clearly uncomfortable about having to leave. Starfleet Intelligence wants someone to help plan their defense against the Klingons and these Romulans. I've had more time with them than any human tactical officer. Plus, my replacement will mean you don't have to miss me anyway. (laughs) Archer bids his friend goodbye. It's sad, but we hate him, so secretly we're happy. (laughs) I imagine he leaves the scene and instantly gets hit by a falling piano or something. Jesus! And then he pops his head out the top and his teeth are the piano keys. (laughs) Oh, are we gonna get a. Are we gonna get a. uh, What do you call it? (laughs) Boner? My headset fell off. Oh my god. Because of your boner? (laughs) Are we gonna get a Tandar? What are their names? Oh my god. A Tandar? My brain is so fucked <laughs> An up. An Andorian. An Andorian. Fucking thank a you. Tandar? A Tandar? we got a Tandar? That's such a Tandar thing to say. Yo, we get a Tandar! Back on Enterprise, T'Pol walks in the crowded corridors. New crew, Vulcans, Tellarites, and Andorians among them yes. have joined the ship. She dodges a Tellarite female as, as a Tellarite female almost barges into her, huffing as if the near miss were T'Pol's fault. Any idea where B-deck is, she snorts. (laughs) Since we're clearly on D-deck, I would posit two decks above us, T'Pol replies, with more than a hint of snark of her own. The Tellarite straightens, eyes narrowing, before belly laughing and clapping T'Pol in the back. They told me Vulcans were stuck-up prigs, but you're alright! I'm Lieutenant Commander Galora, the new Chief of Operations. Nice. She sticks a hand out, and whilst T'Pol debates taking it, Galora grabs her wrist with her other hand and forces her to shake hands. Commander T'Pol, First Officer, it will be a pleasure working alongside you. Mm. Commander, someone bellows from further down the deck. If you'll excuse me, Lieutenant Commander. T'Pol excuses herself and joins the clearly annoyed Shran. Yay! This is an outrage, Shran says, (laughs) as he always does. Am I right, folks? Yeah, right. As tactical specialist and new third officer, which I intend to debate with this new coalition council, by the way, surely I am entitled to a larger berth. T'Pol doesn't break stride, forcing Shran to walk with her if he wants to continue the conversation. If you're worried we don't have enough room for all the Andorian ale you'll be bringing aboard, I can ask Chef to make room in the galley. Are you implying I'm a drunk? Shran spits. <laughs> if the glass fits. Paul continues Damn. before you can be offended further. I do not mind asking Captain, Ar- Captain Archer to give you my old quarters. It's a half meter squared longer than the third officer's quarters, so it should feel your need. I was going to suggest it could be given to our new operations chief, but if it bothers you that much, it would be my pleasure. See it as a personal favor from a new ally. Shran has backed himself into a corner now. Accept the gift and owe the Vulcan a favor, losing pride in the process, nice. or take umbrage and show himself to be a petting, to show himself to be petty, losing face. Thank you to Paul. That would be. Most agreeable," he says through <laughs> gritted teeth. "I'm sure it will be. Senior staff meeting at thirteen hundred, Commander Shran," she orders as she walks away. "Oh, nice. This is great." "Yeah." I love on board." This. "Fuck yeah." "Hell yeah." In engineering, Trip is installing some of the new components shared from the new alliance. He stands admiring the work, checking the items off on a data pad. New shields, better warp compressor, a new top speed of warp seven. Ooh, stronger weapons and a tractor beam? Like giving the old family cabin a fresh coat of paint. He okay, smirks. That's really good. Have you ever seen the uh, refit Enterprise? You should uh, look it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. I, I'm it imagining dope. that's what like this looks like. Also, does Trip still have to be here? Come on. Like giving an old family cabin a fresh coat of paint. Yeehaw! People love Trip, is what I've learned from the angry emails we've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> why <laughs> one of the new vulcan engineers ensign Talen, steps alongside trip and asks what did you need me for sir trip explains that extra parts have come from space dock as part of the vulcan element of their refit but he can't tell what they're for there are markings printed on one of the parts and he's un- unable to get the ut to translate some of the words as they're very technical she remarks that the word keloneer meaning housing It's a warp manifold housing to stop overload. She tells Trip she can integrate that part herself so that he does not lose any face in front of the other engineers. (laughs) Trip nods and tells her to do that, grateful, because he had no idea what the damn part was for anyway. (laughs) I ain't got no idea what the ding-dang part's for. Have you ever heard of my hometown, Grand Canyon 2? You ever heard of my favorite dish? It's catfish. <laughs> Just so you know, there's my character traits. Bye! <laughs> Archer and Sato sit before the coalition coalition
1: mm-hmm.
0: of Planet's Council to discover that the Enterprise's new mission is. After the last four tumultuous years, Archer is surprised to find the Council are allowing Enterprise and the NX02 Columbia to have more or less open remit. One of exploration and friendship, whilst the Coalition coalition fleet is expanded. Yeah. The NX-03 Challenger nice. and the NX-04 Constellation. I know the order of the ship should go Enterprise Columbia Challenger Discovery, but that might be confusing. Yeah, don't put Discovery. Atlantis? There's an Atlantis, too. It should all be ready within months. If I didn't know better, that sounds like we're empire building, Archer says. Soval raises an eyebrow. Uh, no, Captain. Merely reaching out to provincial allies. Though the external threats and attacks our races have all endured the last few months have been eye-opening. hmm You mean the Romulans? Archer asks. What have, been able- what have we been able to find out about them? Little, the Andorian councilwoman declares. They've been involved in border skirmishes with the Klingons for about a century and have turned away any attempt to establish diplomatic ties with species at this table. Mm-hmm. Hoshi adds that they refuse to even establish visual contact during ship-to-ship confrontations. Nice. Admiral Haim confirms that there's no need for hostilities with the Star Empire and to not act in any way that might contravene that, but to keep an eye on them just the same. He wants Enterprise first dispatched to Rigel, where a plethora of civilian convoy ships have gone missing in the past six months, along with the human terraforming vessel Penumbra, the human terraforming vessel Precum. <laughs> that comes from you, Peepee. That's a Peepee joke. You know, I just thought about it. How fucking weird it must be for the Vulcans, like. You have this thing in your history books where like Surak was like here are my teachings. Yeah. And all everybody was like, "Dope, we love you." And then some people were like, "Fuck you. We're going to go find our own planet." Yeah. And then like 1000 years later, you, you hear about this crazy star empire. They have to now, right? Like there eventually you find you get like a uh, you get fir- like first visual contact and they're the people who ditched your fucking planet? You have to like there's got to be people who are like uh I don't know man they they ditched and just went off on their own know, like. yeah but even to Paul in the when when they do the mine episode she's like Romulan it's pronounced Romulan like she kind of I don't know I don't know man it's tough to say well, Romulans do this like mysterious menace in space at that point yeah. where like no one knows fucking anything about them Yeah They have this empire that's completely locked off that no one can get in or out of, and they're just, like, being dickheads out in space. (laughs) (laughs) I must have twisted my wrist when I was sleeping or something. It's hurting. It's from jerking off so much. It's my left one. So, that don't mean shit. I've seen you jerk off with your left hand. You ain't seen me do a damn thing (laughs) with my lefty. I mean, I couldn't see it because I was jerking off you with my mouth, so... <laughs> <laughs> Valdor stands in front of the semicircle Senate benches, stocked high so that any potential claimant feels small against the power of the government's voice. Damn. The hall stands empty, and he's been waiting an hour already. Praetor Hital, a very senior Romulan who has led the Senate for 60 years, enters and tells the Admiral that he will be waiting a long time. The Senate have decided not to hear his petition. <sighs> the vote wasn't even close. Temperance and peace won the day. Hital states with typical Romulan arrogance that it has been decided that the coalition doesn't and shouldn't ever pose a threat to the Romulan Empire. Mm. Valdor can barely believe their blindness. We said that about the Klingons and what happened? They raided our borders and stole our technology. Mm-hmm. The Klingons are savage barbarians. It's all smiles. Getting a little racy. A little racy in here. It's all smiles as they usher Valdor to the entrance. Their little winds have had no impact on our border for 50 years. It is not easy to find oneself obsolete, Admiral. To be wartime leaders in a time of peace. Fossils like you and I must look to those like Senator Jurok and General Thennick. They are young, focused, and above all else, uncluttered by the burden of conflict. Mm-hmm. Burden? Valdor seethes our conflict earned us our freedom our superiority brought us that peace mm-hmm. Hital tells their friend that he's listening to the ghosts of the past that there is nothing to suggest the coalition means them any harm whatsoever and if there was Valdor asks I smell false flag <laughs> goodbye Valdor Hital smiles placating Valdor before closing the door of the senate hall and if there was... <laughs> Archer and Hoshi return aboard the Enterprise, and Tripp and T'Pol greet them at the hatch. Archer asks how the new crew are settling in, and T'Pol merely raises an eyebrow. Shran that bad, huh? Archer laughs. How's the refit coming, Trip? Should be able to get underway by 9 a.m., Captain. That's 900 hours. Trip is tired, yawning halfway through the, through the statement. Got a few things left to do before my shift ends. Travis, Hoshi, you got a sick? <laughs> Travis and Trip peel away as Paul and Archer head for the bridge. Travis explains that he's running level four diagnostic simulations to see how the warp core will run before they test in the field. Mm-hmm. Did you replace everyone's name with Travis? Travis explains that he's running a level 4 diagnostic simulation to see how the warp core will run before they test it in the field. Travis is surprised. It seems a little overkill. And Uh-oh. he asks if it's because Trip doesn't trust the Vulcans. The first one. The first Travis is Trip. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. It's alright. <laughs> trip is quick to deny that, saying, Would you go fishing in a boat someone else had waxed? What the fuck? Jeff. Yeah, uh, uh, Rich. <laughs> Have have you ever fished on a boat? That someone else is waxed? What are they waxing it for? Hoshi and Travis simply stare at him. (laughs) Tripp explains the level four diagnostic is showing a slight variation in the warp field. It isn't symmetrical. The statement causes Travis and Hoshi to laugh, only for Tripp to defend himself. Look, I know it's stupid, but I want the maiden voyage to be perfect. Could you go to engineering and double-check it for me, Travis? I need a pilot's eyes. <laughs> Hoshi asks what she's there for, and after dismissing Travis so that he doesn't have too much screen time, <laughs> Tripp tells her to come with him. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. T'Pol and Archer arrive at his ready room, and he explains the Coalition has given Starfleet their own remit and the new orders about the missing convoys near Rigel. Archer suggests that Rigel is close to the Romulan border, and that it would be prudent to maybe do some neighborly investigations while they were there. T'Pol sighs, was this declaration of trust dependent on us not investigating the Romulan situation? They were unclear on the specifics, Archer smiles. (laughs) I will set a course for the last known coordinates of the penumbra. The first officer nods and leaves. (laughs) Travis Mayweather enters the engineering lab to find Ensign Talen running the same simulation Trip had been. She tells him that she thinks she's found the cause of the issue. Gravimetric distortions caused by space dock. I think you're right about the distortions, but it's not about the space dock. It looks like a vest. It's a cloaked ship! Travis is hit over the head by Talent, no! knocked unconscious and dragged into a crawl space. <laughs> she uses Travis's hand to fingerprint sign the diagnostic report. Is this a thing? It is now, I guess. Yeah, nice cool. Yeah. It sends it to Trip to cover her tracks as the door swishes open. Trip invites Hoshi into his quarters. He's been busy. There's a Vulcan meditation lamp, a banner with the Itik symbol on the wall, incense and candles for T'Pol. He explains to Hoshi he'd like to make his and Paul's quarters a bit more theirs and would like to learn some Vulcan to make her feel a bit more at home. Hoshi thinks that's sweet, but Vulcan's a very difficult language to learn. And I'm just a country back moron. <laughs> I'm just a big dumb Floridian. I only know how to speak whole. <laughs> Undeterred, Tripp admits he's already learned the word Kelaner. What? Has Says it? Hoshi, learning confu- is looking confused. Over the con, Archer announces that the ship will be going to warp in 10 minutes for all hands to report to their station. Ensign Telen moved to a darkened lab next to engineering, pulls out a communicator and attaches another piece of equipment to it before opening a channel. Major Lena to recon team, beam me back. Uh-oh. That- in return, all she receives is static. She watches through the door to engineering to see the warp core come online, as if she's waiting for something. But the suspect components just hum and instantly deactivate. The lights suddenly came on. come on, and Shran and his team surround the wall. Yeah! She tries to escape, but is stopped by Archer and T'Pol at the door. Activating a pin in her fake Starfleet insignia, she injects herself with a poison that immediately starts to disintegrate her body. No! Get her to sickbay now, Archer orders. Galora, have you got the vessel? On the bridge, Galora has placed a tractor beam around the cloaked Romulan vessel off their hull and confirms to Archer it's been secured. But suddenly the small shuttle surges and explodes, Galora briefly getting the shields up before the Enterprise is giving anything more than a nasty jolt. No life signs, Captain. Buggers blew up their own ride, she snorts, idiots. disappointed. <laughs> Talen wasn't Vulcan. Phlox stands over the still-smoking, half-melted corpse of the spy. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. This is some killing the guy at the end of the bugs inside their stomach thing. <laughs> She's been genetically alter- altered so carefully that she appears to be almost identical to Vulcan. Little do you know, Phlox. Nice. Yeah. But there are signs of cranial alteration and blood work masking so that she would pass a routine medical scan. In the bed alongside her, Travis is still asleep, bandages around his head. Archer asks how he is, and Phlox confirms he'll be fine apart from a headache. Why, T'Pol asks. What was their aim here? Mm. Trip slams the component down on the briefing table and looks annoyed with himself. I thought the markings were Andorian or Vulcan or something. I didn't even so much as check the damn thing. If we had a gone to warp with that activated, it would have taken half a space dock with us. Whoever hid this in with the other parts must have scrubbed off all the warning labels but missed this one on the inside of the casing. Was the only thing that saved us, Captain. <laughs> so who did this, Archer asks. Hoshi points to the word on the makeshift bomb part. I've heard this word before. Kelineer. It means warning. Where did you hear it, Lieutenant? T'Pol asks. When we were in that minefield a few years ago when those cloak ships chase us away Romulans mutter shrill Oh no It's not your fault Trip to Paul explains as they walk to their quarters though the words seem to fall on deaf ears as they arrive at the door Trip stands to one side to allow her to enter first she eyes him suspiciously as she enters she sees all the things he's prepared for their new quarters she turns to him confused Haquel Kello, Hakele. Trip whispers to her. Hakele, Kello, Hakele. <laughs> home, comfortable home. She asks. Home, sweet home. <laughs> he chuckles in return. Unsurprisingly, there's no word for sweet in the Vulcan dictionary. She places a hand on his arm and shuts the door. I prefer comfortable. And then they. Oh, uh, do we get to see it? It's on CW, right? You see the back. You see the back move up and down. <laughs> Praetor Hital rushes... It doesn't say in the script that they fuck, but they got it, sh- it right? It should. Uh, there's my note. Only note for this episode, they fuck. <laughs> Praetor Hital rushes to their front door and dodges the Romulan press at the gate demanding answers. When Hital... You don't know how many times I've accidentally written Hoteen in this episode. <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> Slouches down on their couch, they turn the news feed on and see the inferno of Calandra Colony. Mm. Thousands of Romulans burned as the atmosphere was forcibly ignited. Uh oh. Shaking, Hital pours a drink and downs it instantly. I told you this would happen, Praetor. Uh oh. Hital turns to find Valdor at the dining table behind them. What are you doing here, Valdor? The Admiral comes to join the Praetor, watching the destruction on screen. We lost good people today. Does anyone know what happened yet? Hital stammers. Valdor explains that the feat is live. A ship apparently tried to go to warp in the atmosphere of the planet. Hital promises vengeance. Only they... they. Uh, Hittal promises vengeance once they find out who is responsible. But Valdor states he already knows. Penumbra, he whispers impossibly before the feed shows Romulans uncovering and turning a piece of wreckage to reveal the name Pen- Penumbra. Pen- <laughs> you did this? Hital is furious. They go to grab Valdor, but instead clutch their chest. Hital's eyes dart to the drink. Poisoned by Valdor. No! Do not worry. I will shoulder the burden of conflict for us both now. Valdor beams away, leaving the head of the Romulan Senate to die. What? The end. What? What's, what's that? The Romulan War? The conclusion to the temporal war stuff? A story Star Trek hasn't been brave enough to attempt for 60 years? An undertaking laced with crippling responsibility? The need for arrogance in their belief to tell this story? This sounds like a job for frustrated writer man! Frustrated writer man! Hope you enjoyed Love and Stuffs and Speak to You in Two Weeks. Rich, bio gel pack sniffer <laughs> on the USS Who Thought That Was a Good Idea slash phasers can melt gel beans. <laughs> Jesus. That was fucking wild. That's my favorite one he's ever done. You always say that. I know. It's true. Every new one is a wild new look into what Star Trek could be if only they would let my boy Rich write it. See, here's the thing about what I was talking about earlier about Star Wars, right? Get Rich, Ma- Rich Masters to be fucking Dave Filoni of Star Trek. Just fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, Rich Masters is showrunner of Star yeah. Trek. Holy shit. Would be shit. fucking amazing. Holy I'd fuck. I'd be fully on board with that. Oh my god, I would love that. Bring Brandon Braga back for the sex pervert shit? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't even finish it. You were just, you were like, nah, nah, I'm bailing. I'm bailing on that one. (laughs) Look, Rich, you know, you already know I'm giving this shit 10 out of 10. This is a fucking 20 out of 10. Like, I love the, you're doing God's work by putting more aliens on board the main ships. That yeah. is like what I want more than anything, especially a Tellarite. I'm so excited for the Tellarite yeah. uh, chief Oper- chief of operations. I like a rude, crude Tellarite woman, right? Like, she's just like, yeah. ah, you know, like just a, like a, like a garage, like person, right? Like just. It's like a, just like a dirty, angry mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. I love It'd it be cool oh man so fucking cool and Shran is like the like head security officer is fucking amazing I think tactical officer I think using uh Jeffrey Combs and his like weaseliness for good is like really interesting cause we got to see him as like a duplicitous asshole right in every other way but now he gets to be like a good guy with it it's cool that is really dope I want that. It's like, Shran is, like, one of my favorites of his characters as well. Yeah. He's so, like, every man in a way. It's, like, really fun. Like, I don't know. He's, he's just, I don't know. I love him. He's a very realistic character. Yeah. For a guy who's blue and has white hair and antennas coming out of his forehead. Did his antenna grow back yet? Or did we have to sell them on the black market? <laughs> Do <laughs> we had to sell them as seafood mushrooms seafood mushrooms <laughs> did, did we chop them up and put them inside shrimp nuggets <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that was the same episode we're recording can you believe that i can't because it's been so long it's been an hour since that part i don't even know what day, day it everybody. is anymore Huge thank you to Rich Masters for weaving us another unparalleled tale of master's piecing. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. I love it. I'm such a huge fan. I want these to be real. I mean, they're real to me, damn it, but... They're real to me, damn it! (laughs) Now, fuck, dude. Like... When you're putting out better Trek than even some of the classic Trek... Yeah, man. You know you're doing something fucking right, man. And I am impressed as all hell with your skills. Yeah, I love it. Uh, huge thank you to him. Big-ass thank you to everybody else who wrote in. We love all of you. hmm Every one of your emails was amazing, even if I didn't understand what the fuck you were saying in some of them. Are we talking about cheesesteak, man? Cheese steaks. We have pizza man and, che- and che- <laughs> pizza man. I get. <laughs> I get pizza. Pe- uh, pizza man boiled pizza in a pot once, which is wrong. But besides that, I get. I get. Them. That's against the Space Neva convention. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real like. Uh, <laughs> Prime Directive. Don't boil pizza in a pot. It's worse than going to warp and running into a planet. Oh my god. We're gonna get to see that, hopefully. That'll be cool. <laughs> um. There was a little pause for your ears. It's been an hour and 36 minutes. I figured you probably needed it. I'm so drained. <laughs> Yeah, me too, man. I forgot my outro, and I was trying to remember it's it for all right. full, like 10 seconds. I couldn't remember Andorians, and I called them Tandors. <laughs> T- Tandors is the coolest Andorian. I know. Though. He's a fucking surfer. He's cool as shit. Ice surfer. He ice- <laughs> surfs the ice waves of Andor. Uh, look, everybody, thanks for writing in. Shoot us an email at mclassemail at gmail.com if you want to be a part of the show. Follow us on Twitter, at mclasspodcast, and most importantly, head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to a Discord full of all the weirdos who write in. I don't think anyone has ever written into this show who's not in that Discord. Yeah. Maybe like 1% of people who've written in aren't. Maybe. So uh, head over there, join the community. They're a rock'em, sock'em robot bunch of folks. <laughs> And we love them. Um, you also get access to behind the scenes posts, wallpapers of every episode, uh, episode art. And for a little bit more money, you get whole new podcasts like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, M Class, etc. And uh, our commentary track series, Jeff and Josh Talk Over Movies, which we should be doing um, The Mummy for soon. The Mammy! <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. This was a long one. I'm tired. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm but, bye. Bye. It's been a long week
1: since the last email.
0: It's been a long
1: time since that last rich master's tale. Pitch it or ditch it from Boston, John. I need to catch my fix. Of Jeff's table reads in a silly voice And Josh talking about dicks On M-Class email I swear there's never an S in M-Class
0: email
1: It's always been singular That's M-Class email don't you settle for nothing less than it's back if without bail. It's embrace. It's embrace. And thus Yes.